0: There are over 7,000 graduate and professional students enrolled at Washington University who come from varying cities, states, and countries. No matter if you are a St. Louis native or transplant, at least for a few years, St. Louis becomes home in our pursuit for a higher education. In exploring our new city, many of us have found places of retreat that we love to visit when we need a break from the daily grind of being a student. In this season of GradCast, we explore a few hidden gems that our guests enjoy outside of school and get to know more about what St. Louis has to offer. This is Carrie Miller, and in this episode, we'll speak with Lisa McClellan and learn about the unique type of school that she has found in St. Louis, Circus School.
1: I'm Lisa. I'm a fifth-year graduate student in David Hunstead's lab, so we're in the Department of Pediatrics. Uh, We study urinary tract infections, um, specifically urinary tract infections in males. So urinary tract infections are typically thought of as the disease of women. However, when men get urinary tract infections, it's much more likely to be a severe infection. They're much more likely to end up in the hospital. So we study sex differences between these infections. So we have a model in which we look at sex differences in urinary tract infections in mice and when we infect male mice, the males get these really bad kidney infections. And this is a complication that's really uncommon in female mice. So this has really allowed us to study how these abscesses form, and that's kind of in my project in the lab, is looking at how um, the bacteria reach the kidney, what's the dynamics of causing kidney colonization, and then how do the bacteria stick around while they're there. Uh, So that's a little bit about what I've been doing here so I'm in the MMMP program so the microbiology and microbial pathogenesis program. Uh and how did I get to WashU? So I did my undergraduate work at Hope College. It's a small liberal arts school in Holland, Michigan. It's right on Lake Michigan. It's very beautiful uh and very Dutch as you can imagine from Holland, Michigan. Uh there's a Tulip Festival and a Tulip Dance and it's very quaint, very yeah. cute. Uh so I went to the smaller rural arts school because that was just a really nice fit for me. I really wanted my professors to know who I was, um, and I just had a great time there. And I got into research because I did a honors research uh, phage discovery course. So we went out, we got soil samples, and we discovered mycobacteria phage, so these small viruses that um, infect soil bacteria, um, isolated these and then we got to name them. so I got to name my phage glen uh, and characterize this phage. Um, so as an undergrad, so there was research at Hope, but they, my professors really encouraged me to find a place where I could experience what a graduate school environment was like. So um, summer, after my junior year, I did a summer research program here at WashU as an Amgen Scholar, um, and I just fell in love with WashU in St. Louis. It's just been such a fun place to be a graduate student. So, I uh, applied to a couple places for graduate school, but I came back here because it was just an amazing fit for me, and I've just been really happy since. So that's wow. how I came here. Oh,
2: nice. Yes. So, as a fifth year, do you have an idea what you want to do after?
1: Yeah, so my long-term career goal is uh, to stay in academia, and I'm not really sure exactly what that means to me yet. You know, I don't know if I really want to be like at an R01 university or if I want to be more at a liberal arts school like I came from. So kind of finding where I want to be in that spectrum. So I'll do an academic postdoc after this. I've just, just started the search for the postdocs, which is fun and overwhelming okay. and all the emotions at the same time so we'll yeah. see where I end up in a little bit but nice. yeah
2: nice. so when you're not in lab studying my serenary tract infections what are you doing <laughs> yeah so
1: I so my hidden gym is I go to circus school uh so I go to a place called Bumbershoot Aerial Arts it's a um aerial acrobatics studio. So this is kind of the Cirque de Soleil thing where you have the giant silks hanging from the ceiling and you climb and you invert and you fly around. Um, so that's what I do in my spare time. Uh, it has, there are different apparatuses you can work on. So there's the aerial silks, which like I said, is the Cirque de Soleil thing. There's a hoop also known as Lyra. So this is like a metal hula hoop that's suspended from the ceiling there's a rope, which is a kind of like a giant rope, like you would climb in gym class. And then there's also static trapeze. Uh, So um, it's just sort of like a trapeze you'd see at the circus. But instead of swinging back and forth and like flying on it, you do tricks and inversions on the trapeze. Uh, So that's what I do in my spare time. Interesting.
2: So did you do anything like this before you came to say this?
1: No, so not at all. So I, I mean, growing up, I was always the kid who loved to sing and dance. So I did, you know, ballet and jazz and musical theater uh, all through um you know since I was little through college I would always try to find just something that was fun and artistic and exercise related um but I had never had any upper body strength in my entire life uh so I was really yeah I was really intimidated by uh this studio but a friend in my program his fiance at the time now they're married uh she was like I was like oh what are you doing and she's like well I do aerial acrobatics I'm like oh I've seen that on Facebook that looks so cool but I could never do it and she was like oh no 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 everyone can do aerial and I was like I don't believe you and she said well come with me on Saturday uh so I tried it out so the really great thing about Bumbershoot is they specialize in beginning adults so the idea is anyone can do circus um and when you go to the studio, it's kind of a fantastic environment because it really is, you see every age range. So most of the people you see are, you know, kind of grad student age, you know, 20s, early 30s. But then you also see people in every age range um, in every body shape and height and weight. And you just and so therefore it's a really supportive environment. So, you know, like I said, I, could, I had no ever body strength. I couldn't hardly even do a push up when I came there. But then that's why you work out, you know, kind of idea of you don't, you don't, you're not pre strong before you go to the gym, you start going to the gym to get strong. Um, So they do a lot of hands on spotting. So even if you can't do a pull up, they can help. We use, you know, everyone helps lift your body weight up, so then you can do the inversions with everyone else. So it's a really supportive environment to get started at something like Ariel. Okay, gotcha.
2: so yep. is it like a one-on-one or is it like a group class?
1: Mm-hmm. So it's a group class. So the classes are usually, I would say, about twelve people, and there's usually two coaches. So there's a lot of um, there's a lot of support and um, attention that the coaches are able to give each individual. St- student, you can take private lessons, but they try to keep the class sizes small enough that you are never floundering. So that's a great, yeah. So
2: like, how long have you been there? How long did it take for me to be like really independent and flying around?
1: Yeah. So I have been there. So I started the summer before my second year of graduate school. So I've been there, I guess, about three years now. Uh, so I've just now reached, so the way the classes are structured is there's like the intro classes, which are like level zero. And then there's like level a half and then there's level one and two. so I'm now kind of moved past the intro and half classes to like the one and two level. so that's when you get to be a little more independent and there's a little less spotting. so like now I can climb to the very top of the studio, which is I'd say about like 30 feet up and down wow. uh, which is you know I spent six months two feet from the ground because I couldn't get any higher so uh, so, yeah, I've been there a while now, but you know, strength is some people can progress really quickly just depending on where your baseline is at. Yeah. Gotcha.
2: So, if some of us that have a fear of heights, would we do well at Bumbershooter? You would
1: do great. So, I also have a fear of heights, believe it or not. Um, but the, I think the nice thing is, like I said, it's a very supportive environment. So, anytime you're, you're uncomfortable, you don't have to do that. And that's very respected and supported. Um, and the other thing, like I said, is usually people's strength limits them. So I, you know, I didn't have to go very high because I physically couldn't get very high. So it's a, you know, there are things they really respect when you say, I'm afraid, I'm nervous about this, and that's totally supported. So I think the other thing that's really great about Bumbershoot is there there are a couple of core philosophies. Um, So the first one is personal best. So, you know, your personal best one day might not be the same as someone. So there are some people who they just you know, they were just bored monkeys. They were monkey children and they love to climb and they can climb to the top. And that was never me. I was very cautious. So my best, like I said, for many months was two feet off the ground. And that was great. And once I got five feet off the ground, the coaches were like giving me high fives, being like, man, you're doing fantastic. Um, So it's kind of a nice way to slowly overcome that fear um, and finding out what my personal best was. And the other thing that I think has been really nice about it and kind of fits with grad school, like I said, is it's Um, like what's your personal best and then also you know there have been times where I've been nervous and afraid in aerial but in a very comforting environment so you're always able to kind of push your own personal boundaries like just enough so it kind of helps you overcome some of like your personal anxieties as you really start to push forward yeah yeah. so
2: it's really just competitive with yourself yes like you're competing with other people or anything like
1: Yeah, it's, it's been, like I said, just an amazing environment, you know, because like I said, I did dance and everything growing up and Ariel, which you would think would be a very, you know, oh, only, you know, people who are already very athletic could do this, but it's been just the polar opposite where anyone can come and they just encourage you to do your best. So they also do a lot of like modifications. Okay, well, you can't do this yet. So we'll support you enough or we'll give you this modification that makes it very accessible to you.
2: And so does it all lead up to like, is it like a a show or
1: are you just Mm -hmm. like doing exercises? So it kind of depends what you want. So there are shows about every six months. Um, So the showcases are for students who are level two and higher. So I've not yet performed in a showcase. My goal is by the end of graduate school to be able to perform one. And like I said, I'm just now about reaching those levels that I think I can. So uh, so right now it's just been kind of a workout for me, but it's been really fantastic. Yeah. Okay,
2: cool. Yeah. Do you have like a favorite? Because you said there's um, like silks and like, mm-hmm. like a hula hoop sort of thing. Do you have a favorite?
1: So my favorite is hoop. Uh, so everyone has their favorite. All the coaches have their favorite. Um, I love hoop. It's it's nice because once you get on it, you can sit for a while. Uh, so it's a little bit more, I, I found it a little bit more accessible so I'd say every apparatus has things that people really like about it and things that make it easier and harder. So I think the nice thing about silks is they're soft in their fabric. Uh so as you, you know, as you hold them on and you tie them around your body, you know, you it might be a little pinchy but it's not like a hard metal bar. The hard thing about hoop is when you're on that metal bar, right? If you you know as you I bruise a lot in aerial, uh, not in a bad way, but in just uh, work with the apparatuses. Uh, you know, they will dig into your skin a little bit. You'll, you know, you never, you're never hurt, but you just bruise a little bit. And you know, as you work on this metal bar, it it hurts as you just hang from one knee, right? So, uh, you know, but on the flip side, it's a hard, uh, it's a hard piece of metal that you can grab onto, so it gives you more support. Whereas on a silk, as you grab on it pulls down more. So there's pluses and minuses to every apparatus. I really like hoop. I found it really accessible and just a really, you're able to do a lot of tricks early on. Once you get on the hoop, you can, it's a very accessible apparatus. So that's been my favorite. Uh, Silks are often people's favorite because it's what they think of when they think of Ariel with these like beautiful long silks and they are gorgeous. They're many colors and they're just really beautiful. So hoop and silks have been where I've put my, uh, most of my time and effort in, um, but hoop has to probably be my favorite. So when you go,
2: can you kind of pick like, oh, I want to focus on this and this today so Mm -hmm. you don't have to do everything? Yeah,
1: so you sign up. So the classes are in six-week sessions. So you sign up for what you want to do so that you can sign up for intro to silks, intro to hoop, intro trapeze. They're starting to do some that are like mixed classes of like intro to trapeze and silks or mixed vertical apparatuses. So you can kind of pick and choose. There's also aerial fitness classes. So these are just like we're just trying to get you stronger, but you're working out with the apparatuses. So sometimes those will use trapeze, sometimes they'll use silk, and sometimes they'll use everything. So it just kind of depends what you want to do. Um,
2: so why do you think more students should know about Bumbershoot?
1: Like I said, Bumbershoot has just been an amazing place for me. Um, so I, like I said, I started the summer after my first year, so I was really starting going into my qualifying exam, which some people would argue is a really bad time to pick up a hobby. Uh, but for me, it was a really good time to pick up a hobby because I joke when you're hanging three feet from the air, you're not thinking about your qualifying exam because it, you want to be thinking about keeping yourself alive and <laughs> a couple oh, yeah. of feet in the air. Uh, so it's been a really good place where I can really shut out the graduate world and work on just feeling good about myself. So like I said, um, one thing they really focus on is personal best and they'll say, you know, you sometimes your 100% will be your 75% last week. So, you know, there were times in graduate school where simply making it to Bumbershoot was a personal success for me. And, you know, I wasn't necessarily, you know, they'd be like, do five to six reps of this activity and I would do two and I'd be like, woo, go me. Uh, so it's just been a really supportive environment for graduate school. Like I said, it's kind of, in some ways, teaches life lessons. It tell, you know it helps you keep the perspective of, uh, that you're not trying to compare yourself to other um, people. I've made a lot of really good friends at Bumbershoot. It's been a really friendly studio, not just from the coaches, but also the stu- um, the student's perspective. So, you know, I think some people get isolated in their grad school bubble and Bumbershoot's been a really nice way for me to meet, you know, occupational therapists and bartenders and just really different people around the city. So it's been just a really great atmosphere to get to know people you know, and to just stay healthy as a human being, so. So, like,
2: logistically speaking, like, how many hours do you spend at membership, like, per week?
1: So, classes are an hour and a half, um, so I started just taking one class a week, uh, now I take two classes a week, so I go Monday, Thursdays for an hour and a half, um, you can drop in, um, to classes, so there are classes on the weekends, if you're like, oh, really, I really want something on Sundays, because I need to break up my lab days and weekends, uh, so I try to go two times a week. Uh, some people go constantly. Uh, there's also open aerials, so once you're comfortable on the apparatuses, you can kind of just, like, drop in and work on whatever you want. So you can really go as much as you want. I go about twice a week, so which has been a really good amount for me. Mm-hmm.
2: Cool. Yeah. Do you plan to keep up the aerial acrobatics when you leave?
1: I as do. Anyone? I am totally hooked uh, on my postdoc Like I said, I've just started my postdoc search, and whenever I'm looking at a school and lab, I, like, Google where the nearest aerial studio is. Uh, That's not obviously going to be my number one deciding factor, but it's been an amazing experience, and I can't imagine stopping now. So, yeah.
2: Do you have any
1: stories or anything else you want to add? So, I'll say one of my favorite stories is uh, one of the coaches um, who I think she's kind of moved on to a different life now uh and done and is doing some other things but she was always really into if you do something you should spike something uh so the first time that I was actually able to climb pretty significantly high she was like oh my gosh lisa and she goes and she uh she's like you need to spike something i need to spike something right now and she grabs her socks and she tosses them on the floor for me uh, and, uh, so I think that's been one of my favorites, uh, where, like I said, cause you're just like, I'm a beast. Uh, you know, she would always joke that like, um, yeah, you're always trying to be a beast, uh, beast conditioning, I think was even <laughs> one of the classes she took. And then, you know, some of the exercises they'll do things like frog jumps. Um, and it's just a place to really be silly. So you'll, you know, a lot of times the warmups, they'll be like, okay, we're going to do a uh, tiger claws to like stretch out your forearms, make a tiger face while you do this. So it's just been a really goofy, uh, it's just been goofy and fun. So I think those have been some of my favorite moments. Uh, I mean, my coaches always say they like me in class because even when I'm in a lot of pain, I'm just like smiling and laughing. So I, yeah, I think those have been some of my favorite moments at shoot. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> That's fun. I think that's all I have. Uh, thank yes. you so much for having me yeah, on. Thank you. Yeah.
0: Thank you, Lisa, for sharing your experiences and teaching us about this cool hidden gem in St. Louis. If you're interested in learning more about Bumbershoot, a link to their website will be included in the show notes. Thanks for listening and stay tuned for more hidden gems in the next episode of GradCast.